Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, wintertime, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? It's Alex, the fantasy football hustler, back at ya. And we're going to be talking about some rookie QBs. I'm really excited. Got a special guest on who's going to be breaking down his top five rookie QBs. Before we get into that, make sure, no matter where you are, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. If you're on Twitter, make sure you smash retweet. If you're on Facebook, share that post. Go ahead and do it. Make sure you go follow me on YouTube and every podcast platform out there. Just go to fantasyfootballhustler.com and you'll be able to find me everywhere. So go hit it up. Now, without further ado, let's bring him out here. My man, Luke. He's got a podcast, uh, Three Coast Sports. He's also doing social media stuff for Dynasty Nerds. And he's a writer for Fantasy Pros. So let's show him some love. What's good, man? Dude, that, that intro is sick. I like the uh, I like running, uh, watching those players sprint at like supersonic speeds while you like <laughs> DJ in the background. Dude, that that uh, the, that's like one of my favorite highlights of Justin Herbert like ever. That bomb he threw against the I think it was the Bucks. Dude, that yep. throw is gorgeous. I remember I saw that uh, highlight or, on Red Zone. I remember I was watching like that throw was literally perfect. Like it, the receiver, I remember like the ball was going and the receiver was running and he like kept like looking to slow down. He's like, oh shit, it keeps going. He like had to keep running farther. <laughs> like that throw is a dime. Anyway, what's up, Maddie Daddy? See you in the chat. I love Maddie Daddy. Maddie Daddy's Maddie a dog. Daddy. Hell yeah, he's gonna Maddie be coming Daddy. on the show next Tuesday. That shit's gonna be That's dope. gonna be fun. I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm excited to get into some rookie quarterbacks today. Uh, I got my top five loaded up. I mean, it's all in five regular guys. We're not gonna do like Kellen Mond or any of that bullshit. But you know, it's gonna be a fun time. We're going in reverse order. I'm pretty sure you said off off air. It's gonna be fun. No, we we already talked about Trevor Lawrence enough. You know, let's dive into those smaller guys first. Yeah, well, we'll talk about Trevor Lawrence uh, last. We'll just touch on him a little bit. But uh, so break it down. What, what's your process when evaluating some of these guys before we actually get into your actual top five? Talk about your process just in general. Yeah, for sure, man. So this is my first like actual year in like the fantasy community. I mean, I've been playing fantasy kind of casually for the last like few years. Uh, really got on board heavy when I started working for Dynasty Nerds last August. Um, so this is my first year, like truly like evaluating the prospects by no means am I a scout or anything, but uh, I use the dynasty nerds film room for a lot of my stuff. They have a really nice film room. You can go over there and check out their stuff. Uh, it's really cheap too. It's like three bucks a month, but I get it for free cause I work for them. So that's a nice plug. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's sick. But anyway, uh, I, I watched the film in there. I don't really go through and watch like all their games. I was like, I randomly go in and pick up a few, like two or three, get a general feel for how each player plays uh, just for any position. But for the quarterbacks, I'm mostly looking for footwork. 
looking for just like how they feel the game, if they like freak out, how like antsy they are in the pocket. Like, can they? A thing I really like about quarterbacks is like, can you make every throw? Um, I don't like having a quarterback who feels limited by like arm strength or stuff like that, but I will get there. Like, like, like Mac Jones, for example, might sound like I'm calling him out. I love Mac Jones. I think that he's a really smart quarterback. Um, I really just, I go with my gut a lot of the times. Like I, I look for the positive traits in quarterbacks a lot when I um, evaluate. I don't really look for the negatives too much because I feel like when you're looking at first round guys, everyone's going to be trying to nitpick. Yeah. But for me, just for like a, for a fantasy perspective and just in general, I'm always just looking to see what the guy can do. You know, I'm looking to see what his, what his tools are like, what kind of landing spot he could land in to kind of develop those tools the best. Like, for example, uh, like Trey Lance is like a perfect fit for San Francisco. Uh, I don't know if they'll go him at three, but since he's such a nice running quarterback, like Kyle Shanahan will make that man a god. Uh, that's like <laughs> kind of stuff like that. Like, that's what I'm kind of looking for. It's like perfect fits, some things that they can do, some things they can't do. Uh, just kind of how they operate, you know, stuff like that. Nothing crazy. I don't like look at all their like advanced metrics and all that jazz. I mean, I do. I look at stats for production, but nothing crazy. Well, and one reason why I'm going to say that no matter what you say about these guys, I'm going to like, I just like how I asked you what your process is. I, I can't tell you how many people say I trust my gut but they don't say what they look for. Like you just said, I look for footwork. I look to see how antsy they are in the pocket, you know, things like that. Look at the arm strength, you know, so props to you for actually saying <laughs> what makes a difference on your gut yeah. opinions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I'm not trying to like impress everybody here, but yeah, I, it is kind of annoying sometimes when people are just like, yeah, I just trust my gut. But like, dude, like <laughs> when you watch the film, you don't just like watch him and be like, he's good. But like, you have to like look for some intangibles or like some soft skills that they do that make them different. And I mean, by no means am I a scout, but I do think I, I, I have a decent eye for quarterbacks. I think I, I was very correct on Patrick Mahomes back in 2017 or 2018, whatever that year was. I was very correct. The only reason why I was correct though, is because I saw this one highlight throw that he made. It's like in his highlight tape on YouTube. Like that's what I used to do when I would like evaluate prospects. I would literally just like look at their highlight reel just to see like what they were good at. Like that's the only yeah. thing I would do. Um, and there was this one throw Mahomes made at Texas Tech. I forget what game it was. I actually dug for it like a couple months ago and sent it to my friend. It's like this, I think I tweeted about it too. Like he just like rolls out and it just chucks it like sidearm, like 50 yards for a touchdown. It's beautiful. What's up, Rum Boys? What's good? Shout out to Rum Boys. I just joined up with their squad. They announced it up today. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's sick, man. Congrats. I didn't see that. Yeah, su super stoked. Oh, sh a shout out to the Rum Boys uh, Fantasy Network. Shout out to Rum Boys Robbie. And yeah, Robbie was good. Yeah, and if you guys don't know about the Sports Me app, you guys better go get on it right now. Sports Me app. Go download it. It's super fun. All you do is get to talk shit about sports and like battle people. You know, yeah. I mean, that's really all it is. Like just uh, short little 30 second videos or so. And someone starts a battle, then you throw your take in there. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah, Robbie's starting battles all the time. I get notifications about it constantly. Yeah, they're fun to watch, dude. They're really entertaining. Yeah. So one thing before we get into your top five, I'm going to talk about like, because sure. I, I feel like if there's any position that I can see a little bit better, I guess, when I'm like just scouting stuff, it's quarterbacks. I'm going to do a better job next year of uh, like scouting the, you know, rookies during the season and things like that. I just... Mm -hmm. I can't watch NCAA. I can't watch college. It makes me pissed off more often than it makes me happy. Yeah, I, I like college. It's just I feel like for me, like with college, it, it, there's just too many teams. Like there's too many games yeah. happening. And it's just boring because like I don't want to watch Kem Clemson like shit all over some unranked team. Like I yeah. want to watch like the ranked <laughs> games, you know, like I, I'll watch those. Exactly. Like, I always watch like Ohio State, Michigan and all that. But, you know, nothing crazy. 
Yep. So, you, Justin, so Justin Herbert, he was one of the um, he was one of the people who probably got me really noticed just because I was on Justin Herbert like literally from that Chiefs game in week two, like started talking about him that next Monday. And the big thing that I saw with Herbert, why I knew that he was just special is because he didn't give a fuck about going downfield. Like he was so confident going downfield that you could just tell that something was different about him compared to rookie QBs. And I feel like what you said earlier, being antsy in the pocket or, you know, just not being comfortable, that makes such a huge difference. If you have to think for a half a second about going downfield, it's probably going to get intercepted or you're probably going to miss. Oh, yeah, no, for real. Like, uh, uh, this is a little sus. But Justin Herbert has, like, he has that, like, big dick energy, you know? Like, he's oh, yeah. very composed, man. He, he, he'll go out, he'll sling it, he'll do whatever you need to win. Like, I like it. Like, he he plays hard. Um, I literally wasn't on Herbert coming out as a prospect that much because, I, like I said, I didn't really dive into that class that much with film and stuff. Everything I just was being fed from like mainstream like industry people was Herbert's overrated, uh, Burrow's a lock, and uh, who am I missing? Tua is Tua. like really Tua is really solid and he is really accurate. That's what that's all I knew. Um, and then yeah, would, there was a, there was all that talk between Tua and Herbert with the Dolphins and Chargers. I remember there were so many rumors. Yeah. There was so much smoke. The Dolphins were considering Herbert. They probably should have honestly, um, <laughs> but I don't blame them for the pick. I probably would have uh, taken Tua as well because I feel like Tua had the higher ceiling coming out, and everyone was kind of concerned about Herbert's consistency. So the thing with the funny story with Herbert for me is I watched uh, I watched Hard Knocks this past mm-hmm. year with the Rams and the Chargers. That was a really good season of Hard Knocks, by the way. It was a yeah. little weird because like the entire first episode was dedicated to COVID protocols, which is kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a good season, and I remember I, I got on the Herbert hype train. I was really influenced by the Hard Knocks hype. I got one share of Herbert in the Super Flex League, and I was happy about it. But I remember, like, when he first came out in practice and they started, like, like letting him throw the ball, everyone was like, dude, this guy throws a damn good football. And I was like, okay, he has to be pretty good. If all of his teammates were like, dude, this guy's pretty good. Um, you know, it, yeah. it, it's so funny because, okay, so – um, I used to cheer for the San Diego Chargers. Once they went to LA, I'm like, fuck the Chargers. I don't cheer for any LA teams, San Diego all the way. And I'm like, they're going to ruin Justin Herbert. So I'm like, I'm already, you know, just downgrading him because of the Chargers and because of the way that they just don't give, they don't give the quarterback what they need. Like they wanted to go in on Phillip Rivers, but they never gave him any weapons like ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just Keenan Allen and Antonio Gates until the day he died. Yeah, and I guess they missed on Mike Williams because Mike Williams was like a seventh overall pick. (laughs) Man, what what could have been for Mike Williams? If that guy didn't go up and like disintegrate every time he hit the ground, (laughs) he would be so good. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins called him a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Obviously, that's not true, but it shows you like the talents there. I mean, he's an excellent receiver. I mean, he has like, he might be the best jump ball receiver in the league. Like, actually, like he's so talented. He's just too injury prone. He just can't stay on the field. And if he yep. was able to stay on the field, he would have been very dominant for a long time, probably. Yep. Um, watching hard knocks, though. Oh, there we go. It makes my lighting better. There we go. Continue. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I got the exact opposite impression of Herbert from hard knocks. I was completely really? out on him because from what I saw, it didn't look good. And then, yeah, everybody talking him up. I was like, man, these guys are just acting nice for the camera. Like, that's what I thought when they were all saying, like, all these yeah, nice things yeah, about they him. They might have been. They might have yeah. been. Because his throws didn't look that nice. I mean, maybe the ones that they picked out, you know, to show in for those sure. little short highlights or whatever just fit their narrative of whatever. But, yeah, I was a huge Herbert uh, fan after week two. And that week when he played the Saints, like, um, 
I I just uh, I put my stake in the ground right away, and I was like, Herbert's going for 300 yards. He's going to throw three touchdowns, and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry are going to ball. And Herbert threw four touchdowns. He threw like 260 yards, and each of those guys got a touchdown, and Mike Williams got two touchdowns that game. So I was like a superstar on social media for a couple days because of that take. Because <laughs> you hit your take? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I like that. Give me money. What up? What's good, man? And there we go. Frank said, I'll draft Herbert high again this year. Now you're going to have to. (laughs) I tweeted out a hot take uh, a few weeks ago. I love Herbert, but this is my hot take. Kind of hot, kind of not. I think Burrow finished higher than Herbert this year for fantasy. He could. Dude, if they they draft Jamar Chase, I don't think they should. But if they do draft Jamar Chase, then he definitely will, I think. Unless his knee injury really fuck him up. Yeah, the thing with Herbert is he caught a lot of people by surprise. He's not catching anybody by surprise next year. Like, he's going to well, have the X on his chest. I don't think he's a catchy-by-surprise kind of quarterback. I don't think he's on Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts type. I mean, you can't really catch somebody by surprise with an absolute cannon of an arm that just throws absolute bombs. Like, I mean, you can prepare for a quarterback several ways, but, I mean, it's kind of hard to prepare against just elite throwing talent. There aren't, I don't know. there aren't too many rookie QBs that have the balls to go deep downfield like that Bucks highlight to a practice squad yeah. guy. That, that's what I mean by catching people by surprise. Like People may have known that he had the arm strength, but there's a difference with being able to go downfield like he was with like accuracy and confidence. Yeah, I understand. Um, the one thing I saw that on – I forget what it was. I think it was a podcast. It might have been the Fantasy Footballers. I forget. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, they said that uh, – uh, oh yeah, the, the Chargers losing their uh, their head coach because he, he used to call the plays. Uh, Anthony yeah. Lynn, he was the he was the play caller, and they had a lot more of an aggressive offense. And apparently, the offensive coordinator they brought in now, I'm not too sure what his name is, um, but they were saying that his scheme is a lot more dink and dunk and conservative. Yeah. So they're 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 kind of worried that that'll handicap Herbert's fantasy ceiling because he won't be chucking the ball as much. At least that they that's what they used to do on the scheme that he was in before apparently um just relaying the information there that i heard so that that raised a bit of a red flag for me i don't think it's really that big of a deal but give you give burrow back um a full like off season well one he's recovering so he'll have he'll be fully healthy to go into the season hopefully they also have a freaking preseason finally i mean all these rookie quarterbacks will have a preseason but that's going to be huge for him as well if they draft another weapon they might even if they don't draft Jamar Chase in the first, I mean, it's pretty likely they'll get one in the second and third or eventually. I feel like they'll definitely get at least a day two or three wide receiver or tight end or something. Um, dude, what if they got Kyle Pitts at five? That'd be kind of nasty, low-key. That, that'd be wild. Um, that would be wild. Because, I mean, look at their wide receiver room, all right? You got Tyler Board and T. Higgins. Those are two really solid NFL wide receivers. Then you have Auden Tate and guys like that, three and four. That's not bad at all. I think, that, I think my opinion, that's a pretty fine wide receiver core for the NFL. Obviously, it'd be nice to get a wide receiver three, but it's whatever. But then you look at the tight end room. You got CJ Uzama and Drew Sample. Yeah. I mean, those are two average at best tight ends. Drew Sample's a blocking tight end, and CJ Uzama's pretty meh. Calling yeah, him average is nice. Calling him average is nice. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, though, absolute dog. I mean, I think that offense yeah. would take on another step forward that could be amazing i really had uh i had hunter henry landing in cincinnati as my free agency landing spot this offseason i thought that would have been awesome but he had to go just ruin his career be back up to johnny smith way to go anyway that would have been way better for him to go to the Bengals. i I really i hope that the Bengals go flashy i mean if you can't get sewell i feel like why jump for an offensive lineman 
You know, oh, yeah, no, I agree. If Sewell's off the board, I think that you well, actually, okay. I don't know. I for me, I would be torn between taking Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith, whoever's available. Probably Devo, uh, Jamar Chase. I would be torn between that and trading back to like the ten to twelve range and drafting Slater, who's the offensive uh, lineman number two for me, who's still really good, and getting like an additional like first round draft pick next season. I think that might be more beneficial, and then get wide receiver in like the second round. Yeah. And even like you said right there, if you're talking about trading back, you know, to get more equity and things like that, to go after a specific person, you know, that that would be smart. But if they're not going to do something like that, they better not jump for, you know, an offensive lineman because, yeah, you can get someone in the yeah. second round or figure out how to get into the back end of the first round somehow. But, yeah, I feel like you get a guy like Pitts or you get a guy like Chase. That's going to be way better for the offense, you know, than getting a lineman right there necessarily, unless it's Sewell, who's like, Someone who yeah, they Sewell, say is like Sewell is amazing. I think he's he's worth it because I mean, look at Andrew yeah. Luck. Uh, you can give him all the all the weapons in the world, but if he keeps getting hit like he was, I mean, they just lost him to a season-ending injury that was pretty terrible. Um, I feel like they'd be kind of stupid if Sewell was on the board to draft a wide receiver because I mean, you can give him all the weapons in the world, but if he keeps getting hit the way he is, his career will not be as successful. For sure. And guy, getting a guy like Pitts or Chase, you know, if Sewell's not there, I feel like just those guys, because of how good a route runners they are, if you can get the ball out quicker either way, that's almost better than getting a lineman. I mean, if you, you know, commit to, commit to that style of offense, like the quick, you know, two second release, two, three second release thing. Yeah. I, a lot of people have been saying on Twitter, like on Bengals Twitter, are people who are pro draft Jamar Chase at five. You're like, guys, you know the draft doesn't end at number five, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know. But if they don't hit on those second or third round or fourth round linemen, that's bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Bengals, I mean, I I'm, I'm live in Cincinnati. I know the Bengals roster pretty well. My best friend's a Bengals fan. I know them almost as good as the Steelers roster, honestly. But they, they've had some major swings and misses on offensive linemen recently. They, they've drafted oh, yeah. two or three offensive linemen in the first round in the last like five years, and they've all been subpar at best. Um, the, I think they've only drafted like one good one. Billy Price had drafted in the first round two years ago. He was out for the entire first season, and now he's a backup. Like, that's bad. <laughs> that's why I'm saying they should draft a guy like Sewell early because he's a, like he's almost a guaranteed prospect. No one's a guaranteed prospect, but he's really clean. His tape's awesome. I think he'd be a great pick for them, and he would keep Burrow upright, which is extremely important. But who knows? Yeah, they got they got a hit. That's a good point because we already see how bad they are at hitting, you know, on first round guys. Like it's even harder to hit on the second round guy. Oh and yeah, feel, for sure. And wasn't the narrative, tell me if I'm wrong, wasn't the narrative last year get Joe Mixon because of a burrow and because their line got better? No, I feel like wait, what do you mean get Joe Mixon? Well, uh like the people were a little bit more on Joe Mixon because they, they said oh, oh, because yes. of Joe Burrow, but because of the line improving as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were buying low on Mixon because they thought the line was going to get better, but it, you know, it didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it looked worse. Yeah, yeah they, I think Mixon's a great buy, though, still. I think they will eventually improve the offensive line. And you give Burrow, I mean, you give him a full season to adjust to playing with Joe Burrow and the offensive coordinator and play caller and their head coach. What's his name? I'm blanking right now. Um, but I think Mixon has a great ceiling in that offense, which is really valuable. And Mixon has a clear three down back skill set. Giovanni Bernard's still really annoying uh, in that backfield for some reason. They pay him $6 million a year. Did you know that? <laughs> $6 million. 
They love That's him. That's ridiculous, man. I know they love him, but like $6 million for a backup running back who's like 30, like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, little, it's a bit ridiculous to me. For sure. Definitely is. Bengals need uh, Smith, Waddle, Chase, um, then overhaul that line. I agree. If you can't get yeah. Sewell, go after an offensive stud. Yeah, for sure. I think I prefer Pitts over Waddle because I'm, I'm not a huge Waddle guy just because the speedster wide receivers have been pretty busty recently. Um, but Waddle's more than a speed guy. I think he's pretty good. I think him to the Eagles at 12 could be interesting, but we'll see if he'll still be on the board because, as we've seen in recent years, speed tends to rise on draft day. Speed Henry kills. Rose. Speed kills. And there we go. Here we go. Math Quest. Been looking forward to this conversation regarding the top five QBs. So here we go. I said, are you ready? All right. Let's go. Let's hop, let's hop into it. So you got Mac Jones at number five. So before you Indeed. give your takes, I'll just read off, you know, their, their 2020 stats. And so he had 311 completions, 402 attempts. So that's 77% uh, percent completion. Very high. Yeah, very high. 4,500 yards, 41 TDs, and four interceptions. Nasty. Yeah, so Mac Jones, don't forget national champion. That's a pretty important one as well uh, for the stat line there. Fuck Alabama. (laughs) No, I honestly don't care that much about college football. I I very, very, very casually root for Ohio State, if that. Uh, I was born in Ohio. That's about the only reason. Um, (laughs) If anything, I just root for competitive games. But, yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, he – He's number five on my list. I just love this quarterback class. I think all five of these guys deserve to be top 15 draft picks at the at a minimum. Uh, we could see all of them go in the top 10, maybe, yeah. probably, I'd say, top 10 picks. Matt Jones is a great quarterback. He doesn't have the greatest arm, but he has a lot of the soft skills that I think make you successful as a quarterback in the NFL. He is very intelligent. He reads the field really well. He's extremely comfortable in the pocket and taking hits while making reads. I think he does an awesome job. I, I think he's a really talented overall QB. And I think if he lands in the right landing spot, dude, hell, if San Francisco drafts him at number three, it might be the, it might not be the sexiest draft choice, but I think Kyle Shanahan can mold that kid into a really, really talented NFL quarterback. I would like to see somebody else like Justin Fields or Trey Lance personally, um, but Mac Jones is a really talented guy. And I feel like he lands in an offense that is ready for him to roll, that's very pro-ready and gives him good weapons. He's an awesome choice. I think he does need weapons to succeed a little bit because, he, like I said, he doesn't have the most elite arm strength. Um, he can't make every throw in the field, but he's a damn good QB, and I think he will definitely succeed at the NFL if he lands in the right system. Yeah, and I know that Mac Jones, out of all of these guys, I've heard – I mean, we already know Trevor Lawrence is hyped. You know, we know Fields is hyped, but I got this weird, like, hype feeling about Mac Jones, like, probably about a month Oh, yeah. And the senior bowl. Yeah. There's certain people that are very, very high on him, thinking that he could go even over Lawrence. Like that's how overhyped I feel whoa, that. Whoa, 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 he's okay. No, 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 no <laughs> over Lawrence. I have seen some people have him as like their QB three, though. I haven't seen QB two, but uh, I have seen QB three in some places. But I really I'm like just, that. And I think that that's probably a reach, like just trying to get attention for Mac Jones. But that's how much sure. like there's this certain small group of people that really feel like Mac Jones is like the quarterback you know, to own this year out of all five. You know, dude, there's a, there's a future where Mac Jones becomes the best QB of this class. I could say that about all these guys, but like Mac Jones, like I said, like he just has the intangibles of a winner. Uh, Like he just, I mean, he won the national championship. 
Guy came from Alabama. I mean, it's a bit of a walk down narrative street, but I mean, I feel like if you follow the trail there, I mean, the guy wins games. Uh, he's just a really solid dude who has a great feel for the game. And I feel like he has a great ceiling. Can you put those uh, comments from Corey on the screen? I want to respond to those. I haven't really yes. read them yet. I'm, I'm so skeptical of Mac Jones. Go Sorry, ahead. you can read it. You can read it. Go ahead. I'm so skeptical of Mac Jones because he only had one good season, but same thing happened with Burrow. Jones played terrible at the end of last season when Tua went down with injury. Well, the thing is, Corey, Mac Jones only started for one season. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying. But when he was given his opportunity to be good, um, he excelled exceptionally. I mean, he he wasn't just uh, – the thing with Mac Jones, too, is I, I don't think a lot of people expected him to play as well as he did. I feel like Mac Jones last year for a lot of guys was around like a third-round grade, maybe a little higher, but he wasn't that good. This year, he, I mean, he balled. I mean, he was exceptional. I mean, you heard the stat line. He won the national championship. They put up gaudy numbers against Ohio State in the championship game. Like, they balled out. Devontae Smith had over 200 receiving yards in the first half. Like, they went crazy in that game. I mean, they looked awesome. Um, but much like LSU and Joe Burrows last season, they had a very stacked pro-ready offense with Devontae Smith, uh, Jalen Waddell. There's another wide receiver. I'm pretty sure it's going to come out in the next couple of years. That's also really good there. Najee Harris. I mean, they have an awesome, awesome team. Mac yeah. Jones, though, I just think that he's a super pro-ready guy. I mean, I, I've seen enough. I mean, Nick Saban's offense, it's it's meant for guys who can get the job done, you know? I mean, it's very high completion percentage. Get the job done, move the ball down the field, win games. And I feel like we saw Tua really do well with that role. And Mac Jones, I mean, he kind of took it over. They, they did awesome. I think Mac Jones has a great ceiling in the NFL. I feel like it's tough with a team like Alabama because you're always bringing in like the best of the best and you're going to roll with a guy like Tua all the way until the end, like pretty For sure. Much. And For sure. so that that's a tough thing. I mean, I'll just read off um, Jones's 2019 stats, obviously small sample size, 97 completions, 141 attempts. Um, so that's almost 69%, 1500 nice. yards, 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. That still sounds pretty damn good to me, Corey. No, I'm kidding, Corey. I love you. But uh, that still sounds pretty. That still sounds pretty good. I mean, the, inter the touchdown interception ratio is not as juicy as it was this season. But I mean, yeah. that's, those are still pretty nice numbers. Um, just the one thing. Ooh, new comment. Mac Jones had two guys to throw to last year. One of them being Najee. That's what's so bad. So badass about Mac attack. Well, he also had Jalen Waddle. So three. But yeah. he had he yeah he didn't have as as loaded as a team of like LSU with Joe Burrow. But, I mean, he still had a pretty solid group of guys. I mean, a lot of – all three of his main weapons are going to be first-round draft picks. So, I think he was pretty yeah. okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I love Mac Jones. I mean, like, a lot of people said at the Senior Bowl when they were down there that he was just killing it. Like, he had – he was making really good throws. He looked great. I was actually really looking forward to that for Mac Jones the most out of, like, all the top quarterbacks, honestly. Same – him and Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance was there, though, if I don't remember. I don't really know. Um, but I know Mac Jones balled out at the Senior Bowl. I was looking forward to that the most because, you know, when you're in the Alabama system and the Alabama bubble with all the offense weapons around you, it's kind of tough to evaluate your talent as much. But what I saw from Jones, like, he showed elite-level poise in the pocket. He could take hits. Uh, he can make a lot of, like, really good pro throws. He had a, he just has a high IQ. I just like the way he plays. I don't know. I think he just get the job done for a team. Like, I, my favorite fit for him is the Washington football team because I feel like that's all they need. All they need is a Mac Jones, and they're a playoff team for the next 10 years if he plays as good as he did in college. Like, he can move the ball, give it to Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. He will move that offense. 
Um, but I, they're not going to get him. They're, they need to trade up if they want him. But <laughs> that's like my perfect fit for Mac Jones is uh, probably Washington. That would be cool. Yeah, so we, we shall see. And you said if you had to nitpick at all, the one knock that you have against him is arm strength, right? Absolutely. Yep. That's I feel like that's everyone's knock against Mac Jones. Well, it's the arm strength and the weapons surrounding him. Uh, if that is a knack, I mean, I don't like knacking guys for stuff like that just because, I mean, what do you want him to do? Uh, I mean, he succeeded yeah, exactly. with what you gave him. Um, that's why I, we'll get into that later with Zach Wilson. But I, that's one thing I don't like about uh, people that knock Zach Wilson for the, his competition he went against. I mean, what do you want him to do? I mean, he, he balled out against bad teams. I mean, if you really want to nitpick, I mean, look at Trey Lance. He played D2 for crying out loud. Uh, if you're talking about competition, but whatever. Let's, yeah. let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Yep. So, uh, and and even but just the last thing you said, I, I hate when people nitpick like, oh, he had weapons around him. His weapons around him are going in the first round. So if he sucked that bad, they probably wouldn't have, you know, shined as much as they did. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he fed a he fed the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. Yeah. Like he can feed <laughs> an offense. You know. Yep. All right, so here we go. Number four, Trey Lance. So you can talk about his uh, his 2020 stats because I don't know much about that, but let's. Uh, there's not much to talk about there. 2019, 192 completions, 287 attempts. That's nearly 67%. Almost 2,800 yards passing and 28 touchdowns to zero interceptions. Yeah, that's that's the stat line right there. <laughs> it, it's it's the zero interceptions thing. Trey Lance. Could be Josh Allen 2.0. I think that's a pretty solid comp for him. He's smaller. I mean, he's not as like I dude. My my comp for Josh Allen literally is like he's white Cam Newton. Like in his prime, he's white Cam Newton. I mean, he's mobile. He has a giant arm. You can do a ton of awesome things. Uh, but for Trey Lance, I feel like he provides a similar ish skill set. He's a really really good runner. Really explosive. He can bulldoze people and he can juke you out of your shoes. He's awesome in the open field when you give him the ball. He's super talented. Uh, he also can make some eye-popping throws with that arm. He has a cannon. Uh, he he has a lot of amazing, amazing tools that a guy like Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers at number three could be make very, very interesting. Uh, my favorite fit for him besides the 49ers is the Carolina Panthers um, yeah. because I feel like they can really do a lot with that skill set down in Carolina, and I feel like he'll be able to sit behind Teddy Bridgewater for a year to get really pro-ready. He's probably the least pro-ready and most busty candidate of these quarterbacks because he played in D2. Yeah. And he his arm isn't – he can be a bit inconsistent at times. But, I mean, like you said, he's smart. 29 touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's amazing. He didn't look as good in his 2020 game, the sole game he played in 2020. I think he threw, like, two interceptions or something. Um, but he's a very, very talented quarterback, and I feel like he has a great pro ceiling. Um, he probably has the second highest ceiling talent wise in this draft class, in my opinion. Um, we'll get into who I think is number one, but I, I really like Trey Lance. I think he's a really talented guy. And if he goes to the right system and develops correctly, he could be a franchise quarterback who is awesome for fantasy for fantasy. Trey Lance could easily be the best with his rushing. Um, these are more of like general prospect rankings that I'm diving into right now, but for fantasy, I think I'd still have Trey Lance at QB four. Um, but I love his rushing floor. He's awesome for that. And for fantasy, we all know that rushing is a cheat code. It's kind of unfair, like literally unfair. Um, but yeah, Trey Lance could have an amazing opportunity in the NFL. 
Yeah, and just on paper, you know, the knock might be playing at North Dakota State, for those yeah. who don't know. Uh, he's a sophomore, so, I mean, I, I think he's 20 right now. So Yo, I'm 20. <laughs> yes, there we go. Youngest guy, you know, in the draft as far as, like, the QBs. You look at his, I mean, 6'4", 220, 25, 30 pounds, something like that. But he's, like, a prototypical, like, NFL, like, QB size. So, I mean, that's one thing that's got to be, you know. Yeah, scouts drool over Trey Lance. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So what happened in 2020? Did he get hurt or did he opt out? They only played one season. I forget what ha- – I'm sorry, not one season, one game. I, th- I think it might have been because of COVID. I forget. Um, I didn't really look into it too much. But I remember he. they only played one game and he just really under- underperformed. Uh, GMM yeah. Network said, I'm not mad if my 49ers take a chance on Lance. Lol. See what I did there. Take a <laughs> chance on Lance. I like it. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad either. I think the 49ers are in a really unique position with their franchise right now because if they give if you give them an elite quarterback or, you know, elite a good a franchise quarterback going forward, they'll be a contender for the next 10 years, 5 years. I mean, you got Nick Bosa, uh, Fred Warner, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, literally anyone can play running back for them and succeed. I could play running back for them and succeed. Like just give them a good quarterback and they're set. And I feel like they're in a really unique spot where if they draft either Wilson if he falls, Fields, Lance, or Mac Jones, I feel like at the end of the day, anyone could be a good pick for them because I feel like their offense can mold their quarterback into anything that they want him to be. Yeah, definitely. I I know that Bogart from the Gimme Money Network, he really doesn't want it to be Mac Jones. So he just keeps saying, just, and just not Mac Jones. I mean, I don't blame you, dog. I mean, I, I would want Mac Jones last as well. I'd probably want Justin Fields the most. But I feel like I honestly think anyone – you take one that being good, just having faith in your organization. Yep. All right. Let's get into number three. I, I, he's like the baby face Justin Bieber to me. Like every Dude. time I see his face, it makes oh, me laugh. <laughs> he has the most punchable face in the world. I like Zach Wilson a lot. Zach Wilson, I think, is the most polarizing prospect of this draft. There's a lot of guys who hate Zach Wilson. Uh, he gives off big Mitch Trubisky vibes for a lot of people. I, for one, really, really like Zach Wilson. Like, he's close to QB2 for me. Like, him and Fields are, like, neck and neck. Here's why. Um, I was right on Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. I'm not saying this guy's Patrick Mahomes at all. Um, but he has the same traits, I guess you could say, as a, as a Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers kind of quarterback. He is super fun to watch. If you pop in his tape, he jumps off film. Uh, he has an amazing arm, like really, really good arm. He makes off will he makes off balance throws and has insane arm angles that he can just blow your mind with. Uh, like the elite kind of talent that can make him the best quarterback out of this draft class. Uh, he easily could be the best quarterback out of this draft class in five years. Like not a doubt in my mind. He's really, really good. Yo, Jaws, I love that comment. Wilson looks like a villain in, in a teen skiing movie. That's fact. Dude. He looks like he definitely looks like a villain in a teen movie. And Devin, I don't think he's QB one, but he is really damn good. He's really damn good. I, I think that he makes a lot of amazing throws. I mean, if you look at that throw he made up from his pro day, Fields made an awesome throw at his pro day as well. But dear God, off balance, chucking that thing perfect on the money in the stride for the wide receiver did not need to slow down a hair. Uh, that's the thing I like about Zach Wilson a lot. Like he literally can make any throw, any throw on the money, on the run, different arm angles. He has the swagger. I like too. Uh, like I, he has a bit of a punchable face, which makes the swagger a little less hard to, uh, a little more hard to like. 
because he looks a little annoying. But, dude, he can sling that thing, dude. He, he is really talented. And if he lands in the right spot, uh, dude, New York would be kind of gross just because it's the Jets. But I, I believe in their head coach, actually. I think the Jets can turn it around. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, Wilson's a really talented quarterback. Uh, landing in the Jets gives him a, a bit more chance to bust just because the Jets yeah. are so unstable recently. But Wilson's so good. Like I think that he can just make every throw, and I love that. I talked about that earlier. Like That's one thing I look for. He can scramble when he needs to, kind of like Mahomes. Like he, He's not a scrambling quarterback by any means. He's not a pocket passer purely by any means. But he can just do a little bit of everything. He can get out of the pocket, on the run, throw it on the money perfectly. Like Wilson is awesome. I think that he has huge potential, and I'm a big fan. I really like Zach Wilson. He, oh, he's yeah. just He's just awesome. I really enjoy it. Um, if you're anti Zach Wilson, let me know. Uh, I'm fine <laughs> with that debate, um, but I, I I do really like him. I think that uh, his film just really impressed me. Yeah, there we go. Bogart from Gimme Money says Wilson has the face of a 15 year old for sure. He does. Yeah, he someone does. said he looked like he was 18. I was like, fuck no, man. Like he looks like he's like fresh out of junior high. Yeah, bro. He looks like he's like 16 max. Like it's, yeah. it's the way he wears his accessories. And it's the thing. Like. <laughs> He has the double eye black and like this bandana. He's just sitting there like, like he looks like really punchable. Um, I like the said, Jordan. I do like him a lot. I like the Jordan headband though. At least if you're gonna do that and have a punchable, yeah, it's kind of fresh. rock the right brands. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fresh. I like it. Um, <laughs> Let me read off his stats real quick because um, right. his stats are pretty fucking nice. So 247 completions, 336 attempts. That's uh, almost 74 percent completion rate. That's impressive as a gunslinger like him. Yeah. And he improved. So uh, year one in 2018, 66%. Took a little drop back in 2019 to 63%. And then 74%, you know, this year took a big jump. Almost 3,700 yards. Uh, a big um, a big jump in average yards um, per pass. A huge jump. Um, but the big jump was in uh, TDs to the interception. So last year he had 11 TDs or no, sorry, 2019, he had 11 TDs, nine interceptions. And then in 2020, 33 TDs to three interceptions. Damn. What was his uh, average pass? In that, average, like target. In 20, uh, in 2018, it was 8.7. And then it dropped in 2019 to 7.5. And then it jumped to 11.0 in 2020. Yeah, that's what I was saying, man. He slings that thing 11.7. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, my man is going for the first downs every, every passing attempt. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I really liked about his film, too, is that, like he wasn't afraid to take check downs. He, the thing I liked about him is that he didn't force it. Like I think I think one thing that happens with a lot of like gunslinging quarterbacks that like suck, uh, well not suck, but like a thing that as a knock on them is that they force it and they don't take what's given to them. But Wilson doesn't do that. He has the arm to chuck it deep, but he's not really like he's not scared to take what's given to him. That's something I really like. Yo, Corey, what's up, man? Giving great analysis today. Where can I find your content? More of your takes. Dude, I appreciate you. That's crazy. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Luke Sawhook. And uh, I have all my I have a link to my uh, podcast in my bio if you want to check it out. Corey's appreciate the man. It, dude. He loves to support people that talk real shit when it comes to sports. So, yeah. Corey's appreciate it, Corey. It's at Luke Sawhook. It's just my first and last name all lowercase on Twitter. I'll follow you back, I promise. But anyway. Uh, What's yeah. your knock against Wilson? Because we got a love fest going right now, but I need to oh, make you sure, him. Yeah. What is the, the no knock problem. against him, if there's any? 
the knock against him is that he had one really good year, which is always a red flag for quarterbacks, always, which is totally fine. Um, people get, get big Mitch Trubisky vibes from him, which I totally understand. That is a concern of mine, like minorly. Uh, I don't like doing that kind of thing. I don't like comparing people just because it happened in the past. I think that the past is the past, and you don't want to rely on it too much for your information. Um, I think that Zach Wilson did. Here's the things: He had bad competition, but he balled against a bad competition, which I said I don't mind that. But the, here are the, knack, the knocks against him in general. Bad competition, one year of great success, and I don't really – is there really another one? I don't know. I mean, like – as far as his play on field, th- there's literally nothing I see that concerns me. He can do everything. Um, it's just it's just the lack of it's the lack of competition, and uh, his one year of success that gives off like big Mitch Trubisky vibes to some people. Um, but I just really believe in his talent, man. He has a great arm, really really good arm. I like him a lot. His tape is nice. I will say that. And that was one thing it that I nice. did notice. How he's making a lot of and and you said Patrick. Ooh, we got a hater. We got a hater in the chat. <laughs> there we go. Joe Noah says Wilson will be a bust. <laughs> Why do you think so? Talk to me. You think because of like yeah. Mitch Trubisky vibes? Yes or no? Because I feel like throw, that's the big reason. Throw the throw the Y in there, Joe. No, I'll I'll throw it up here when you do. Um, one thing that I did get from the tape was uh, the not so conventional throws that he was mm-hmm. uh, making completions. I on. love, I, dude. I'm a sucker for those. <laughs> not gonna lie. Hey, this in this type of NFL, and so okay. So here's another thing that I, I always look at sacks, especially in college, because like if a QB mm-hmm. can't outrun, you know, some of these DNs in college or so, some of these corners or whatever, you're gonna have problems in the uh, in the NFL. So in 2018, 23 sacks. 2019, 19 sacks. 2020, 11 sacks. So he's trending in the right uh, direction as far as like getting rid of the ball and not taking sacks. Yeah, that's one thing that is tough with like more of the gunslinging quarterbacks is you kind of see with Mahomes sometimes like all those plays where he like like he's in the pocket right here and he comes out and he like runs backwards and he runs backwards again like they do a lot of that like um, you get better at it with time because um, it, it takes time you know get used to throwing the ball away when you're outside of the pocket and all that jazz so I have faith in him to continue to develop that trait but like you said he's going in the right direction which is always good Jono it's good to see that you were just trolling I appreciate <laughs> it if you really do hate Zach Wilson and you're just lying now. It's fine. I don't care. You can debate on on the paper. Oh, we got a new comment from Corey. Yeah, Jono's cool. He's a Patreon uh, supporter, so yeah, he's uh, <laughs> yo. Let's go, Jono. Shut yeah, up. if he I says he's a fan, him. I'm sure he is. Jets should go more safer out with Fields. How bad of an organization they've been in the past decade? I actually did say that off camera um, before we went live. I said that the Jets should take Fields just because they have a lack of playmaking right now, and I feel like any kind of hybrid. Uh, playmaking abilities you can get from a guy using your legs and your arm that field provides more of uh the second dimension there um i agree i think fields has a lot of shades of russell wilson that i'm very intrigued by so let's just get into him you got justin fields at number two let me just read some stats here so i'll read off 2020 and 2019 because it looks like a smaller sample size in 2020 than 2019 so 2019, we got 238 completions, 354 attempts. That's 67%. 32, almost 3,300 yards, 41 touchdowns to three interceptions. And then in 2020, we got 158 completions, 225 attempts. That's 70%. 2,100 yards, 22 TDs to six interceptions. Yep. So for Fields, let's get into this uh, 
money network comment real quick. I, I just want to address it before we hop in. So for me, the knock on Zach Wilson is he holds onto the ball too long. Uh, I agree with you. That, that is a big knock. We just talked about that a second ago with like the, the sack thing. I think it's just by his play style. Like I was just saying, like Mahomes, they, they do the kind of the same thing. Those like gunslinging quarterbacks who like to extend the play and just like chuck that bitch deep. Same thing. He was, he was out swirling around in the pocket, trying to make plays for himself and he gets sacked. Um, but like he, like he just pointed out, he's moving in the right direction right there. So it's not really a concern as much, but yeah, but for, for fields, um, I really like fields. I, I have him like QB two, but I don't know why, but I have like a gut feeling that he could be a bust. Just like deep down. I'll like tell a you a reason why I think he's going to be a bust because every fucking quarterback out of Ohio State is a bust when they come into the NFL. No, no, no! Don't scout the helmet. Come on, now. I don't like that. I don't like that. But no, I agree. It is. It is. But it sucks. But the, the thing with Fields, this is a bit controversial. I really like Justin Fields. He is like like Zach Wilson. He can make every throw. He's a lot less like sporadic on film than Wilson, which I like. Um, he's a lot. He's very poised. Very calm. He makes a lot of great plays. He has the ability to make every throw, which is great. We've talked about that, how much I like that. He does a great job in play action and read options, which is awesome. Great for the modern NFL. He can lead a team to victories, which I like, kind of like Mac Jones. I mean, he got his team to the national championship game. That game was not his fault. The Ohio State defense blew that game, for the record. They did not get a stop at all. <laughs> but I do really like Justin Fields. Uh, Justin says, do we really think Zach Wilson will be better than Sam Darnold in New York? Zach Wilson will be also be haunted by ghosts. Justin, you know what? It's possible. The ghosts linger in New York, especially for the Jets, man. But I think that Wilson, he's more talented than Darnold as a prospect to me. Um, I didn't really evaluate Darnold coming out as a prospect. But I think that Wilson just has more of a a higher ceiling uh, as a prospect. I've, I've said it before on Twitter and stuff. I think that Wilson has the highest ceiling of any prospect in his class because I think he has the true elite gunslinging quarterback potential that everyone wants. The Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Brett Favre, etc. I think Zach Wilson could be that dude. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it could. And I think that if you're the New York Jets, drafting is the number two spot, and you're replacing a guy in Sam Darnold who's really solid. Um, I like the pick a lot for them because he has a really high ceiling. And I feel like if you're going to replace Sam Darnold while, uh, while my co-host over here chokes, uh, if you're gonna replace, if you're gonna replace Sam Darnold, you want a guy who has the potential to like really knock your socks off and make sure your franchise is like really happy with the decision. Because if you draft a guy like Fields, whose ceiling is arguably lower, but his floor is higher, um, I feel like you already have a really high floor guy in Sam Darnold. Yeah. So like, why not swing for the fences? You know. Um, that being said, I I wouldn't be mad at all if they took Fields, but I feel like Wilson makes a lot of sense for them in that regard. I'm so curious how all this is going to shape out because there's so many question marks on who's going to take who we, we, the only one we really know about is number one and we'll get into him in a second. What up Terry? Let's see what Terry said. Zach Wilson gets the ball out quick when his wide receivers get open. College athletes are different than pro athletes. I mean, what, what point is that trying to make? I'm kind of confused. I mean, that. maybe that, I mean, his wide receivers get open. So I'm assuming that they're just coming off of weaker uh, DBs a little mm -hmm. bit easier. That's yeah. What yeah, that's fair. If he lands in New York, you might struggle with that. Well, actually, not really. They have a pretty solid receiving core now with uh, Crowder, Corey Davis, and Denzel Mims. That's pretty solid. Not bad. Nothing nothing elite, but pretty solid. Uh, I do agree that he definitely benefited from 
poor competition. That's not an argument. He definitely did, but he balled out, like I'm saying. Um, the thing is, his wide receivers weren't that good, though. I mean, he had, like, Dax Milne, and I don't really even know the other guys. Um, his his offense is, his offensive weapons weren't that talented. They were good. Probably, like, day two or day three picks, but they're not bad. Uh, where was Wilson ranked in the top five? Wilson was QB2, man. You just missed a, a Wilson love fest. If you want to watch the replay of this or something, as rewinds, you'll <laughs> see a Wilson love fest. I love Zach Wilson. He's my QB3. He's really close to the Justin Fields. Um, but yeah, back to Fields, though. He played awesome for Ohio State this year. The thing I like about Fields is that he has like the true alpha leader kind of quarterback integrity that I like. My comp for him probably is Russell Wilson, like I said. Um, he just does a lot of things the right way in the sense of he knows how to make plays when you need one. Um, he'll take what's given. He has no problem taking what's given, but he can rip off a huge run with his legs. He just ran a 4-4-3-40 the other day. I mean, he's electric in the open field with his legs. He's awesome. I really like Justin Fields a lot. Um, the only thing that did concern me about Justin Fields, though, was watching him live. It doesn't really show on film as much, but watching him live – the knack I see a lot of people give him on Twitter is that he doesn't progress through his reads well, and I don't I don't agree with that. I think he does make he doesn't he sorry he progresses through his reads just fine. I think at times though he makes the wrong decision. Um, there was one throw in particular I remember I tweeted about live during the college football playoffs. It was round one I think against Clemson I believe I forget uh, whoever they played in round one of the college football playoff and they beat. There was this one throw that he made uh, contested to a, uh, his wide receiver when there was a guy wide open over the middle of the field. He could have hit easy for a touchdown. Like, I could have made the throw for the touchdown. <laughs> and instead, he threw it into, like, really tight single coverage or, like, double coverage. And it was a touchdown. And I remember I tweeted. I was like, dude, okay, that was a touchdown. Don't want to shit on him too much. It was a touchdown. A touchdown's a touchdown. It's on the board. But in the NFL, you can't get away with that. If you make a tough coverage throw, unless it's, like, pinpoint, pinpoint accurate, you got to throw to the open guy. And I mean, obviously it's a bit of a development thing, but like stuff like that concerns me a little. Makes a difference. I hate the narrative that GMs and coaches want their own guy at QB. If a better guy is already there, why move on? People are saying the Jets drafting a QB just because of the the new front office. Um, yeah. And see, and even with San Francisco, I'm, I'm of the mindset that they're not going to get a QB. I, I'm still going to go with, even though they traded like, nah, so man, they got to, they got to, there's no way you don't trade three first round picks for a non quarterback. It just doesn't happen. But th there's a way that they could get those back. Maybe they think they're going to be so good that those first round picks for them aren't even going to be worth it, that they need to move up higher in the first round. Who or something. the hell would they draft for that? I, I think they would. Uh, so <clears throat> The Shanahan's, I was talking about this with Bogart from Gimme Money a little earlier uh, yesterday. They love offensive linemen like so much. Nah, dude, like, there's no <laughs> way they traded three firsts for Suwell. There's no way. You never fucking know. Like Shanahan and uh, and even dude, uh, no, man, you're right. I don't know. But if they do, their owner is going to be fucking kill on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't trade your entire franchise's future for the next two seasons. For an offensive line, yeah, I'm not saying do it. I'm not you saying don't. it's logical, you know. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm taking logic completely out of this. Yeah, throw it out the door. Throw it out the door. <laughs> so this is just my thought because I feel. I mean, we got to take it back to 2019. They were mm -hmm. literally, if we break it down like this far, they were inches away from a go ahead from a touchdown that was going to put them ahead 
that may have allowed them to win the Super Bowl. Who knows if that would have happened or not, but Jimmy G barely out through <laughs> did, did you see the meme? Uh, Mac Jones overthrew a guy's pro day, and they like cut like a Vietnam flashback thing of like Kyle Shanahan's face, like with the Super Bowl. It was so <laughs> funny. It was so fun. What, what's Corey's, what was Corey's other comment here? How about drafting the guy because he's better than the one you got now? I'm not sure if any of the guys besides Lawrence would end up being better than Darnold, QB 2-5, to five, and Darnold, all he needs is the right situation. Corey, no offense to Sam Darnold, but I'm, I would rather have – I would confidently take all of my top five quarterbacks over Sam Darnold right now. I would. I would. I would do it. Uh, just because – here's the argument for it. If the argument pro-Darnold – is you draft a guy like Sue Will at number two, and you solidify your offensive line with him and Mackay Becton, which would be nasty, by the way. That'd be a nasty duo. Um, and try to give Sam Darnold a fair shake. But if you're the New York Jets, you're drafting a number two overall. If you believe that much in your foundation of your franchise going forward, you're not going to be picking that high ever again. And yeah. Sam Darnold, I like Sam Darnold. I think he's a talented guy. He has great potential. I would be happy if my Steelers traded for him. But if you're drafting a number two with Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones on the board, and you don't draft any of them, and if even two of them become a pro bowler, you're going to be sick in five years if Sam Darnold keeps playing like a mediocre quarterback. That's all I'm saying. From the front office perspective, real-life NFL perspective, your owner is going to have your ass if you don't draft Zach Wilson at number two and he becomes the next Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. I feel like you got to take the chance. I do agree with your new comment right here. You said you wish the Jets would trade down. Not a bad idea on draft night. If they do stick with Sam Darnold, they absolutely should trade down. But I think they should draft a quarterback. So I'm not going to go as far as Justin said. and say, He said, I think Darnold could sling it. He's just been read in the, led in the wrong direction. Adam he's, Gase. He's good. Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah, Adam Gase sucks. We all agree. Like you so, said, I, I don't think Darnold can sling it, but he's good. He has good potential. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just – and. Another question. Justin said, does it have to be a QB at two? No, it doesn't have to be. Yes, it does. Well, see, and Luke says it. It depends on how much you think that Darnold is a guy who's going to get you through another year or two. And well, here's the, do you need well, here's the thing. Now? They should. I'm not, I'm not saying it has to be a QB at two for them. I'm saying in general, the number two pick oh. will be a quarterback. If the Jets yeah. even want to keep Darnold, they absolutely need to trade out of two. Because yeah. they can get like two first round draft picks. <laughs> they don't yeah. need to stay there. They can trade down to like seven or eight, trade down to like the Panthers or something, get like two firsts. Like they don't need to do that. Two should, the, the number two pick overall will be a quarterback. And if not, the Jets are on bath salts. That's my takeaway. Yeah. Cause look at what, um, I mean, let's just go back to the Mitch Trubisky trade or the Robert Griffin, the third trade, both trading mm-hmm. for the number two pick. Like they gave up so much capital. To get those multiple, the Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> Trubisky trade is probably the worst trade of all time. Not actually, but like it, it's terrible. They <laughs> traded up from number three to number two and gave up the moon for a to a team who wasn't going to draft a quarterback. Like, what the hell were they doing? Like, uh, maybe at best another team was on the line saying, "Hey, we're going to draft them at two. but. Still, it's the dumbest trade ever, man. So stupid. The Bears, we love them. Not <laughs> Perry, what up? What's good, Perry? And Jonah said they're going to get a QB. I'd bet money on it. I yeah, mean, they, I agree. They probably I are. Agree. Yeah. And why not Jamar or Pitts, generational talent? Um, 
Saleh called Shanahan to let him know that he can have whoever at three. Uh, so he traded up to three. Corey, the Bears traded with the 49ers. Yep. 49ers made that move to get out of there. That's why the they Niners, that, that's the why Niners they drafted, the uh, the Niners drafted Solomon Thomas at number three. Another bust. Yeah. <laughs> but that was their uh that was their penance was losing that Super Bowl just for uh for Pretty much trade raping the Bears on that. That was uh, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> All right, let's get into them. The man, the myth, the legend. Um, everybody has him at number one. I'm just gonna read uh, some. <laughs> Not <of> everybody. <laughs> well, Twitter lately. Yeah, people who have him at QB one, uh, field at QB one. Yeah, so that's what's funny. I mean, it, it's one of those. It's like a small group of people that are really just like like super hyping up fields or like i said there's small group people hyping up mac jones saying that he's the number one you know qb yeah over lawrence so i'll break I, it, i'll break it all down here i'll break it down why well, this guy is he's the qb one let me let me break down some uh some stats real quick so yeah for sure man in 2018 32 almost 3300 yards 30 tds to four interceptions 2019 almost 3,700 yards, 36 TDs to eight interceptions. And then in 2020, 69% completion rate. So that was a huge jump nice. from the 66 the couple years before. Uh, took a little bit of a drop in yardage, um, 3,100, well, almost 3,200 yards. Um, same uh, percentage, give or take, on the TDs, 24 TDs to five interceptions. So still looking nice there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, he, he's the dog. Like, Trevor Lawrence, if he's not your QB1, you're overthinking it. It's, listen, when you're ranking quarterbacks, it's not about trying to be the smartest guy in the room. It's not. You're looking to rank them based on possible – sorry, not possible, probable outcome. That's what you're ranking quarterbacks on. You're ranking them based on probable outcome. And Trevor Lawrence has put up gaudy numbers – as a starting quarterback for an elite college football team for three years in a row. And he's passed the eye test. He's passed the stats test. He passes the physical tools test. He is everything you're looking for. Sure, he doesn't have a cannon for an arm, but he has a damn good one. Sure, he's not as good as the Scramblers Trey Lance, but he's a damn good one. Like Trevor Lawrence is a complete prospect, period. He's an amazing quarterback. His tape is pretty unorthodox, actually. When I sat down and watched him, he has a unique play style. He gets out of the pocket a lot and makes good throws. What quarterbacks would I compare Lawrence to? I'm not a really a, I'm not really a QB comparison guy. Uh, like I actually, that's kind of funny that I said that actually because I had QB comparisons for literally everyone else except for <laughs> Mac Jones, I think. But I'm not really a comparison dude. Lawrence is interesting. Um, like I said, he has a bit of a unique play style. He gets out of the pocket and throws off balance a lot. He throws off balance more than his feet set, arguably. Like, he really throws off balance a ton. But he does a great job of it. I don't really know if I have a comp for him. So he's a huh. any 6'6", 220. So he's, like, tall, looks, like, super fucking lanky. Like, that's one thing that kind of, like, shakes me sometimes. Like, damn, he's yeah. just so lanky. Is he going to get broken half? But he's still tall. I mean, he's, he's freaking huge. He just looks lanky. Um, I don't think that we've seen too many athletic 6'6 guys out there. So maybe that's uh... – Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think my comp for Lawrence is – the best possible version of Jared Goff that throws off balance, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, I mean, 
as far as like his arm strength and stuff goes, because like similar kind of to Goff, Lawrence has a very he has a good arm. He has a great arm. He can make every throw. He might not be able to make the the, the deepest of bombs or the greatest of high throw power out routes or stuff, uh, timing routes. But Trevor Lawrence can absolutely sling it. He has a great arm. I think that's the most impressive about Trevor Lawrence to me is his feel for the game. The man, he has a sixth sense in the pocket. He has great pocket mobility. He can make defenders miss him in the pocket. He is also a very sneaky, good scrambler. I mean, he's a, he's a white guy. I don't want to use the term sneaky athletic because that's really fucking annoying. I hate that. Um but he's, a Lawrence, gym, he's a gym rat. That's what I, yeah, he's a, he's a lunch pail guy. He's in the first in, first out. He let, I let him date my daughter. Stuff like that. Worst takes ever. But, like, for Lawrence, like, seriously, he is, like, a sneaky athletic dude in the sense that, like, when you think of Trevor Lawrence, I feel like a lot of people think of a statue in the pocket who throws the ball very accurate, like a paid man kind of player. And that is not what Trevor Lawrence is. He's a dual threat. He really is a dual threat. I think that he's more of a scrambler than Zach Wilson Mac Jones, definitely. Uh, not as much as Trey Lance. Dustin Fields is probably a better scrambler as well. But Trevor Lawrence, he has a lot of designed runs in his college film. Also excellent in play action. He does a lot of good jobs with uh, a lot of good jobs. Does a lot of good things with RPOs, free options. He pulls out the ball and makes really smart decisions. Like I said, kind of similar to like Justin Fields and the Mac Jones. And he's a winner. Won a national. Well, no, he didn't win a national title, did he? I forget. Also won the national title. Did, Cle- did Clemson win with Lawrence? I, I think I they did. did I'm, gonna, last year? I'm gonna check that because I'm not hundred percent actually. I'm I thought sure it was that, just Watson that did. Let me check. I think they I think they won last year, like the year before this past season. I think. Uh Math Quest in the in the chat said Lawrence is athletic enough and talented enough as a runner that you could drop him into Baltimore's af- offense and you could do what the Ravens ask of Lamar Jackson. He could, not as well as Lamar Jackson. But he could do it. I agree with that, Mac Quest. He's a very talented runner. Um, he can make people miss. He's also big enough to bull some guys over, which I fucking love. It's awesome. Because, like, Trevor Lawrence looks so soft with that really long hair. You know, like, he looks, like, kind of feminine. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But, like, he, I love it that he can just, like, bull, go, bull those guys over, too, at the end of the day. Like, he, he's awesome. Uh, I feel like, if you, he, like I said earlier, if he's not your QB1, you're overthinking it. He's an amazing draft prospect. There's a reason why everyone in the industry has him as their QB1 on their big board, the best prospect in the draft on their big board, the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Like, Trevor Lawrence is proven. He's a great quarterback, and I think he'll definitely succeed at the next level. End of story. Yep, and uh, so did, did they win the national championship twice? I mean, Watson won one. I don't know if Lawrence won two. Uh, maybe oh he was uh, maybe he was on that team but did he might yeah uh, he might have been backup. That that's probably what it was. Yeah, so they did win, like you yeah. said, um, the previous year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they won. They won the year before. Yep. So I mean, even just breaking down some of the basic stats, like one of the things that I like his uh, his average um, completion kept going up every single year. This past year, it was a uh, nine and a half, and he didn't really run it that much in twenty twenty. I don't, maybe he just didn't need to, but you, it just looks like there was more efficiency that happened in 2020 than like 2019 seemed like there was just, there was more running, there was more gunslinging. And in 2020, it just seems a little bit more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like I said, man, if you pop on Trevor Lawrence's film, uh, plugging in the Dynasty Nerds film room again, seriously, it's literally $3 a month. I think there might be a free trial as well. 
If you guys want to watch film on the quarterbacks for a month leading up to the draft this month, it's $3. I mean, you go to McDonald's and buy $3 on like a cheeseburger and fries. Like, go watch some Trevor Lawrence film, guys. It's sick. Um, but seriously, though, like Lawrence, he can just do everything. Okay, what what what's to say? Jets are going to draft the QB at two, 95% sure. Hopefully for the sake, Darnold gets tried to do it as a dart throw. Sorry, as a throw in on draft day, winds up in a spot slash QB has a chance to compete on. Dude, I actually wrote an article for uh, for fan sided. It was my first article for them. Super excited about that because they're like a big brand. Um, I wrote an article about if could Sam Darnold be the Steelers QB of the future. As a Steelers fan, I would love that move. I would love if they traded their second round draft pick this year and like a fifth for Darnold. Now the only thing that gets a little tricky is the money there, but I think he's really good. Chris Sims says Zach Wilson is QB one. Okay, that's the thing. That's the <laughs> thing with Zach Wilson is what I'm saying. Okay, I do agree. Like I said. Trevor Lawrence is QB1. He should be, and he is, in my opinion. He is excellent. Uh, if you're, you're overthinking it, if you don't have him as your QB1, that's what I'm saying. Um, but Zach Wilson, yeah, he does look like sunshine. Zach Wilson has the potential to be QB1 is the thing. People, I think people have Zach Wilson as QB1. I've seen some people in the industry say, man, it's like throwing on the tape and watching Mahomes and Texas Tech all over again. And I agree. Um, I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, duh, don't make that stupid, but Zach Wilson, he has tools similar to Mahomes. He has a similar mobility and play style and arm strength and talent. Like he, I think Wilson isn't dumb to put as your QB one, just because he has an insane ceiling and it's worth taking a shot on him. But at the end of the day, if you're actually an NFL team and you're on the clock at number one overall and you take Zach Wilson, you're brain dead. So, uh, and then Jono said that Trevor Lawrence won two state championships in high school. So, I mean, I hope so. Trevor Lawrence is the dog. I mean, you kind of expect that. But. Stud. Yep. Stud. Uh, Jaguars. We'll see. We'll see what they're going to do with their other picks. Besides that, obviously, it's gonna be interesting. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you got to. Yeah. Minchie. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Bengals. I mean, there were all these rumors towards for the draft. Like, I actually had it on my time hop. I think it was today. Let me look real quick. I had a on my time hop that there was like trade rumors with the Bengals and Joe Burrow and stuff. And I was like, dude, that's not gonna happen. I think it might have been the Chargers. Let me look. And I was like, dude, there's no way. And like, literally, oh, yeah. it came out. It came out like right before the draft that like um they literally uh, mailed Burrow a jersey in the mail like the night before. Like, it's it's not gonna happen. Like, what he's gonna be a Jaguar. Well, that Chargers, I mean, that was an April Fool's joke, like, today. Do you think that that was, like, April Fool's stuff for uh, for Bro? No, it was actually from yesterday, I think. I can't find it now. But, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it could have been smoke, but I don't know. I mean, I think they definitely were going to make a call. I'm sure teams make calls. I'm sure teams are making calls this year for number one. Everyone wants Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burr, you know what I mean? But you're yeah. not going to fucking get them. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to pay, like, the price of your soul. Like, you're not getting that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what would it take, like, four firsts, maybe? Maybe more? I don't even know. Here's a question for you. I asked this to some people I knew back at home a while ago. How many first-round picks would it take you to trade uh, Patrick Mahomes, if any? I mean, they already invested into him for like 12 years. So it would have to be something like six first-round picks, like, you know, with a bunch of you other You do it for stuff. six? It would have to be something like that with a whole oh, bunch dude. of other stuff. Dude, like, it would take it would take like ten. I'm gonna I'm, I'd be like, give me your first round pick for the next ten years, and you can have. <laughs> but that's that'd be it. something crazy, something crazy. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nuts, man. Yep. Wish my Eagles could get them. Yeah, not gonna happen. Jonah, do you like Jalen Hurts? Yes or no? I have to know. 
What do you wait? What do you think about Jalen Hurts? So I think that Jalen Hurts is a stepping stone to the next person, and he'll probably be there for a year or two. I just don't believe in the Eagles. That That's really what it is. So it's not Jalen Hurts necessarily, but I feel like the Eagles, ever since they won their Super Bowl championship, they've literally done nothing to help the offense like at Dude, all. Th- their front office is fucking up big time. Horrible. Really bad. Horrible. Really bad. I would have done a better job, low-key. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot for fantasy the next couple of years. For fantasy, like, yes. Uh, yeah, but like you said – I think I think for fantasy he'd be like top five if he goes crazy. I think he has potential to be really good in real life if he does amazing, obviously. Um, but I agree. I feel like in the next couple of years he probably won't be there. For fantasy, I feel like he could crack. The I top like Jalen Hurts a lot. For fantasy, yeah. So if we're talking about that, I think that he has the potential to crack the top twelve, and a lot of it's because of the rushing. That, that's really what. Oh, it is. oh yeah. I did a thread on Jalen Hurts on my Twitter a little while ago. If you guys want to check it out, it's um, at Luke Sog on Twitter. Look at it. I, I had it as my pinned tweet. I think I took it off, though. Oh, well. But it was a, it was a fun thread. Um, I think the whole thing with Jalen is, like, is it fool's gold or not? And I don't think it is because, I mean, he literally went toe-to-toe with Kyler Murray in the, the Cardinals game. They lost, but he looked really good. He had four total touchdowns and over 400 purpose, all-purpose yards. Yeah. Hey, and Justin, the- tell him, Justin. Tell him. <laughs> Stop hating tell on him. Jalen, he said. You and that dumb GM of yours. Jalen is a god. <laughs> See, and one of the things with uh, the Eagles, they're not going to go get a bunch of weapons around him either. So Dude, he's- they should have. They should have. I'm they glad should. we're not at six anymore because my Jalen Hurts shares would have been depressed. I actually have a bet in place with uh, Fantasy Twitter that I don't know what I'm going to do with that anymore. Uh, I had a bet in place from like a month or two ago. With uh, it was me first, and then some people from um, FF, like what is it, True North or like the, the Canadians, the yeah, Canadian yeah. squad, like Fantasy Unicorn, and them. They decided to join it as well. But at first, uh, the bet was I would get uh, like 10 like blazing wings from B-dubs and eat them if the Eagles drafted a QB at six. <laughs> um, but that's not happening anymore. And then all the Canadians said that they would chug maple syrup. Um, I might make it if they draft a QB at 12 or something. I don't know. But it's not going to happen anymore. So I'm pretty much safe. Yeah. That would be that would have been nuts. That would have been bad. We love the running QBs. I mean, you can even go back to the, the Tim Tebow heydays. And he, he was like – I'm too young. I'm too young for that, man. Go go check out some of those Tebow fantasy stats because they were like garbage NFL stats. But mm-hmm. for fantasy, he was a fucking stud that year. Like he was oh, so yeah. garbage in the first three quarters of the game. <laughs> but in the fourth quarter, that was like better than everybody, than a lot of people's like full games. Because he was always getting like, you know, a touchdown on the ground. Maybe he'd throw a touchdown, but a mm-hmm. lot of rushing yards. Yeah, dude. Um Speaking of QBs I love in, like, garbage time, like, fourth quarter, like, doesn't even matter stats, Dak Prescott's going to go nuclear this year. I really think so. Like, I tweeted earlier, like, if I could bet on it, I think I can somewhere, I'm sure. that um, I think Dak Prescott's, like, near, damn near a lock for leading the NFL in uh, passing yards next year. Oh, man. Well, I you're really stroking, think so. You're stroking Stu's ego because he's Mr. Sorry, over here. <laughs> Your defense is dog shit, but Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper are going to feast next season for fantasy. Well, that that's why Dak's going to feast. Like, their defense is oh, so yeah. garbage. They, exactly. should draft, they should draft Patrick Sertan. I mean, that would be the smart thing to do. Yeah, Sertan, Farley, someone like that. They'll get a corner, I think. I really think they're going to go offense just because that's Dude, the Cowboys. And who the fuck? Okay, the only guy I think they should take at 10 if he's there is Kyle Pitts. That's it. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, man, Cowboys do not make the right moves. They make the sexy moves, and that's what they're going to try to do. <laughs> Jerry Jones, he doesn't care. Do you think the Cowboys go offense with their first pick? Yes, they I do. Know. They shouldn't. No. They should go Patrick Sertan. That would be the very, very smart thing. They'll to get, do. yeah. They'll get Sertan or Fairley, I think. I just think the Cowboys aren't smart, and um, that's what I think. Yo, we got a dono. <laughs> Let's go. There Stu. we go, Stu. Throwing in the super chat. In <laughs> number four, we trust. How about them Cowboys? So, Stu, it was like he knew that the that Dak was about to get signed. We're in a dynasty league together, and I have Dak. I have Dak and Lamar, I believe. Those are my uh, my QB duo in the super flex. And he has Kyler Murray, and uh, he, inher- he inherited an orphan team. And he likes Dak, so we literally just swapped Kyler Murray and Dak uh, straight up. He was trying to do some crazy trades, and I was like, that's the only way that I would do it. And I'd rather just cheer for Kyler than Dak. And then literally the next day, uh, Dak got signed. And I'm still not mad about the trade because I would still rather cheer for Kyler. Yo, another $2 from Stu. Let's go, Stu. Stu's the man. I don't stream on YouTube, so you can't donate to me. But I stream on Twitter. (laughs) Everyone follow my Twitter in this chat. I like your chat. I like you guys. Come to my Twitter. We'll talk more. I'll I'll get you into streaming on YouTube and stuff. I'll tell you the secrets. Got to do it. You guys should, man. I like it. Well, I use StreamYard like you do for my stuff. I I stream on my Twitch and my Twitter right now. I don't really have a YouTube. I mean, I have a YouTube. I don't have any, like, content on it. You know what I mean? I used to do – okay, story time. I don't think I've tweeted about this yet. I used to – this is how I got this microphone, actually. In, like, 7th or 8th grade, I was playing Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Great Call of Duty game, by the way. Overhated. Um, and for Christmas, I asked for a capture card and a. I'm watching. I asked for a capture card and a microphone so I can make YouTube videos for Call of Duty, and I uh, <laughs> I made some cringe ass like <coughs> no edited uh, Call of Duty videos. I posted on my YouTube channel like a long time ago. Yeah, and they were so bad. I deleted all of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. I-, I had fun doing it. But yeah, I definitely would like to make some more content. The only problem is like my lighting is like dog ass and you know i can do live stream stuff though like you said like i I can easily do live content with people and put it on youtube and all that but yeah well just start doing it that that's my advice start doing it because i should though i mean like i like you said like i said i already have it set up the stream yard like i can already stream to twitch youtube and uh twitter i just haven't streamed to youtube yet yeah because you got to hit those uh those hours and so the live streams Mm -hmm. help those hours for sure that's how i got uh, monetized in one year and hit the 4,000 hours just doing a grip of live streams. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I like that. I do a lot of live stuff. I do, um, I do a lot of, uh, trading card stuff. I don't know if you knew that or not. I do a lot of trading card stuff, like sports cards and shit. Uh, Oh, let me show you, let me show you my favorite thing real quick. Hold on. Let's see. I pulled this. I pulled this absolute, I pulled this absolute beauty like a week ago. It's a, uh, it's a pink Justin Herbert rated rookie nice from optic it's like 150 bucks it's super sick it's just it's, just, it's beautiful i love it so much anyway <laughs> yeah. um but I, I do like trading card stuff a lot i get cards and i do uh like box breaks where people like buy in and i make money and it's great but I, I do um i do live streams where i just like open packs and then i play pokemon on live streams i have like a pokemon series i do and then i'm also doing a weekly show called saw hook sit down where i like have people on like interview them for an hour i just had my first episode mm-hmm. on monday and it was really fun i have to get you on there at some point and then uh my podcast is actually gonna start doing live shows which will be fun it'll probably help us grow our audience which will be great yeah hell yeah dude the more content the better just keep pumping it out now while you can 
Dude, that's why I'm doing this. I I do so much shit right now, but I'm in college and I have like so much free time, so it's great. Like I let's yeah. let's try to name all the shit I do real quick. I'm not trying to flex at all. I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to show you how much free time I have on my hands because I do literally nothing. Um, I write for the Fantasy Pros News Desk. It's pretty optional, but I do it. Um, I run social media for Dynasty Nerds. I run social media for Prediction Strike, which is like a stock market DFS platform, which is super sick. You should check it out if you haven't already. Um, Social media for Belly Up Sports, which is like a newer sports thing that's pretty fun. Um, social media for scoresandstats.com, which is, it's kind of weird. So like their website's really popular, but they have like no social media presidents, like no one knows who they are, which is kind of funny. Um, and then I also write for Scores and Stats, and then I write for uh, Fansided, for their Steelers website, Steel Curtain. And I have my podcast and all the other stuff. It's crazy. It's a lot to keep up with, but I have fun doing it. So it's cool. Your dad does box breaks, Devin? You send send it oh. my way on uh, on Twitter. I'll check it out. Nice, hell yeah, um, yeah, man. Just keep doing content full time. So when you get out of college, you could just like literally keep making content. Cause fuck having a nine to five job, dude. I love to. I my goal is I'm in school for like uh, social media marketing, like digital marketing and stuff. So what I'm trying to do right now is like trying to manage as many like social media accounts as I can in the sports world and like write and make content and then hopefully just like one day get hired for a brand in the sports world or like an NFL team, like doing like content creation of some kinds of like writing. And cause like I can write, I can rank. Oh, I also rank for dynasty nights too. Um, I can write, I can rank, I can make video content. If you need me to, I can do a podcast, you know, like I can do a lot of shit <laughs> and run your social media. So like, I hope somewhere down the line, I can get a job in the sports industry somehow. Oh my God. Okay. Real quick. I know I've been talking a lot. Sorry. I'll shut up soon. But, um, PFF, you know, PFF for football yep. focus. Yep. Their headquarters are in Cincinnati and I, I, I'm from Cincinnati. So I like really want to work at PFF when I'm older because you know, they're a huge brand. Yeah. Um, I applied for one of their Austin Gale. One of like their major hosts follows me on Twitter. Super sick. Shout out to Austin. You're probably not watching this, but if you are Austin, I love you. But um, he works for PFF obviously. And I DM them a while back and I said, uh, I was like asking if they had any openings. I do this all the time. I DM like, hello brands just like ask if they have any openings because like shoot your shot you know yeah. and he's like yeah we actually are hiring a marketing intern right now and i was like oh sick i went on their website and i applied and i was checking my inbox every day waiting to hear back and it had been like two and a half three weeks and i hadn't heard anything and i was like eh, that's probably not gonna happen so i i uh I went my email again and i was looking through my spam it was in my spam folder requesting to interview me the same day I applied, two and a half weeks, <laughs> and I never got back to him. And I ended up yeah, like, man. I replied to the email immediately, and I DM'd Austin again. I was like, dude, um, it was my spam folder. And he was like, oh, the position was already filled. Sorry. I'm like, that sucked. Yeah. Like, I could have had it. an internship with PFF, and I just like fumbled the bag and went to my spam folder. Stupid, stupid Gmail. Stupid, stupid Gmail. Gmail. Hate it. Hate it. Got to use it, but we hate it. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, cool. Um, Thanks, dude. Yeah, just um, I, after the video and stuff, just hang out so we can talk for a couple minutes before I let you go. But we'll, oh, we'll, get, sure, ready, dude. we'll get ready to sign off here. Thanks for everybody for hanging out. And uh, Luke, just tell everybody where to find you on social media or you know, where your content is again. Yeah, just follow me on Twitter. It's just at Luke Sawhook. It's my first and last name on the screen right there, all lowercase. You'll see me. I have a picture of me in like a Steelers shirt with my girlfriend or something. You'll find me. Uh, I tweet about a bunch of random stuff. I do like food takes and, you know, fantasy content along the way. 
uh, it's a good time. Hop on over on my Twitter. I made uh, I do live streams like making nachos and stuff sometimes. It's like I did that like the other night. It's it's funny. Um, but yeah, I don't. I kind of just screw around. I'm trying to have fun with it. Um, the show's been really fun. Thanks for having me on. This is this is really cool. I like this a lot. It's fun having a an active chat and stuff. Because I've gone on shows before where there's like no one comments and it's just like really boring. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's one thing that's cool. I mean, I, I don't have like hundreds or th I don't have like thousands of views on every single video, but we got a bunch of loyal oh, yeah. people who love to come and chat, and so it's uh, it's Dude. really awesome. Yeah, doing social media work. My professor actually was talking about this the other day in like a social media marketing class, which is kind of funny because I like I do this stuff. He was like, "You can have as many followers in the world, but like if only like three people like your post, it doesn't mean shit." And like seriously, that's so true. Like, it, I would much rather prefer to have a hundred subscribers on YouTube and every single one of them comments on my videos than ten k and only five do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. clout obviously it's nice, but it's always good to have an actual audience. Justin, I see you in the comments, man. I appreciate you. I, I don't know if I know you at all yet, but I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, Justin's the man. We got into a dynasty league together. He just signed up on Patreon. Uh, he's been loving the content that I'm doing because I'm not just doing like the normal shit that everyone else is doing because I like having conversations, you know, like this. And Same, man. Absolutely. That's why I made my uh, like my weekly like interview show thing. Like we talked about my first guest. I was a guy from the Undroppables, and we talked about Marvel for like half an hour and like, yeah. <laughs> bunch of random shit it was fun yeah i love it and that's the, kind it. Of that's the content that i always would listen to i mean like interviews and stuff because we're gonna have a bunch of time to talk about fantasy football and we see fantasy football shit like all the time like should be able to mix in like you know some conversation into our rookie chat oh for sure man like that's what i'm saying like i think people who try to take things too seriously like you're not doing it right bro you got it dude stew's high off his ass apparently yeah <laughs> uh yeah but it's cool I love you, Stu. But anyway, um, yeah, I agree, man. I actually do. I haven't checked out your YouTube channel or anything. I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to subscribe to YouTube right now. Anyway, but yeah, like this has been super fun. I agree with you. If you're taking it too seriously and not trying to have fun with your content, you're doing it wrong. Like it, we're here as a community to have fun. We're all not going to be Matthew Barry Jr., okay? Like have fun. It's fine to want to grow your brands, but like have some fun along the way, man. Like enjoy yourself. Yep, because if you're not having fun doing it, you're gonna burn out real quick. And oh uh, yeah, oh not, yeah, not fun at that point. Fancy football right. hustler. Oh, you got over a thousand subscribers, man. Yeah, you're chilling, bro. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I started in uh, like August of 2020 is when I when I got crazy going into it. And yeah, it was uh, it was me just not not even doing shows like this, but just long question and answer sessions. Um, yeah, dude three, four hours and just like smoking a lot of bowls and answering questions and yeah, that's one way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Time. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining in. Uh, no live stream tomorrow or over the weekend, but we got a bunch of stuff coming next week. We got a trivia night coming on Monday. Hey. I got, that's going to be dope. All time NFL trivia. I got seven people coming on a uh, $50 uh, gift card. For the winner, well, I mean, $50 cash app or Apple Pay or, you know, you're going to get 50 bucks for winning. So I want people to take it seriously. So they're coming to play. Thank God I'm not in that. I would have done terrible. I'm too young for this shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It, it's going to be funny because there's a couple people who are a little bit nervous when I said all time. So we, we <laughs> shall see. I'm going to try to make that Yo, a once a month thing. Chat, one more quick plug. If you guys like Madden, I'll be, I'll be live playing Madden tonight if you guys want to check that out on my, uh, on my Twitch. You know, like, come hang out. What's your Twitch? It's the same thing. All my branding is the same across all platforms. It's just, it's twitch.tv slash Luke Sawhook. So if you guys want to check that out. Do you, do you have emotes? 
Yep, I do. Yep. So um, you can't see it on here because StreamYard, they're not cool enough to do it. But we got a yeah. 420 crew emoji there, and uh, he just times it by three. We got some. Uh, some oh, yeah, dude. Some oh, I know, I know the I know the emote lingo. Yeah. So we got some we got some cannabis uh, leaf um, emotes on there. And what else do we got? We got a dab rig, a joint. Uh, they 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 blocked the blunt. That was kind of funny. Hey, they do allowed you, the do joint. You smoke by, do you smoke by any chance? <laughs> yeah, I've been smoking this whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, no shit. <laughs> no, I'm just I was. I'm just yeah, no, this has been a fun show, bro. Hell yeah, it. man! Glad you came on, and uh, we'll get you back on maybe after the NFL draft, so we can get like some post thoughts about where everybody actually yeah, man. landed. Whatever. Uh, yeah. If you ever need some Steelers takes, I'm your man. Oh, for sure, man. I got a couple Steelers uh, fans who uh, who watch this show, so I know that they would uh, they, they would have a nice time uh, getting some Steelers takes. Yeah, for sure, man. Sweet. Anytime. Here's a quick one for you before I leave. Yeah. Don't invest in Benny Snell. Sell <laughs> him for anything you can. I also would recommend selling Anthony McFarland, but he's a, more of a safe hold, in my opinion. Benny Snell is going to be worth nothing after the draft, just for the record. So so nervous about them. Yeah. I, yeah. Nervous about both of them. Yeah. I wouldn't really be touching. They're Snell. drafting. Yeah. There's no way in hell they go into next season with Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, and uh, what's his face? They just signed. Um, Kalen Balage. Yeah. No way in hell. After the owner and GM and head coach and like every interview they ever do say that we need to improve the running game. Uh, there's no way. Also, where the hell is James Conner going to sign? He still hasn't signed yet. Yeah, super curious about that. He may. <laughs> do you think he just ends up like taking a hometown discount with the Steelers, and then they? I don't, don't want him, dude. I I like James Conner a lot as a dude. He's really cool. I like him a lot, but I think it just makes sense for both sides to part ways. I just don't think it adds up. The Steelers don't have money to pay anybody right now, like at all. Um, and I honestly just don't think he's the guy for them moving forward. I I would like to see James Conner somewhere like Miami or. New York or Jacksonville or somewhere where he can get some, or like Denver, he can get some touches, but he won't be like the dude. Uh, Devin says the Browns winning the division the next decade. Uh, Devin, I'm not a biased Steelers fan. I try to be very unbiased in all my takes. Um, So for for the AFC North, it is going to be interesting. I think if the Steelers don't get a good quarterback, they could easily be the last team in the North for the next while. Cause I mean, the Ravens, the Bengals and the Browns all have super young teams and good stability right now the only question mark with the Bengals is their head coach but besides that I mean they're pretty locked and loaded across the board um but yeah I agree James Conner is a jet yeah Justin I like that I actually I do kind of like that dude um just because the Michael P Ryan wouldn't get completely buried and James Conner would not be too disgusting for fantasy but I think they end up my drip might end up drafting a guy I feel like Najee New New York makes a lot of sense yeah we shall see. I'm very curious. This is going to be a nice draft, and I, I can't wait to see. I bet we get some draft day trades, unlike in the past, where we just – I hope so. This is going to be the year. I, I know it because uh, – Dude, the NFL draft would be so much more entertaining if it was like a 20-minute clock instead of – Oh, yeah. It would be yeah. way slower, but it would be way more fun. It'd give them way more time to make those, uh, make those trades. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate everybody hanging out, and uh, I will see you next week. Got a bunch of good content coming out. Make sure you subscribe on the podcast, Fantasy Football Hustler, and just go to FantasyFootballHustler.com. You can go get signed up on Patreon. I got a link to everywhere that you can find me on the internet, so go hit it up, FantasyFootballHustler.com. We'll see you later.